How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Purple Haze Podcast. This is Jake here, and I wanted to put out a little disclaimer before today's episode uh, aired. Um, we had some audio issues, you know, after after we recorded it, we were listening to it, and there were some audio issues at times. Um, the audio will kind of go out for a second or two, and then it'll try to speed itself back up. So that's a little annoying, but um, just want to let you guys know that. Please bear with us. Uh, we're working on fixing it, so it won't be a problem in the future, but Regardless, this is still a really good episode. Um, we had a lot to talk about, obviously, a lot of good conversation and, um, you know, a lot of good insight, uh, we think. So hope you guys enjoy it. And um, yeah, I'll let you all get into it. All right. Happy Friday. Uh, should be Friday by the time uh, you guys hear this. It's Thursday right now at the time of the recording. Um, but happy Friday from Purple Ace Podcast. Um, this is Josh here with my brother, Jake. Um, as always, uh, and we are coming in in high spirits. Um, ECU is coming off of their routing of Tulane, fifty-two to twenty-nine. Not really, for the most part, a competitive game. And uh, yeah, it's 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 an exciting time to be an ECU Pirate fan, and we haven't been able to say that for a while. So, uh, what's going on, Jake? No, yeah, it definitely is. Um, definitely is an exciting time to be an ECU fan. Um, last game, I mean, it's still a young team, so you don't really know. But last game, really, and Mike Houston even said he said that was the first game uh, where we played the way he wants us to play. Um, so it seemed like we turned the corner last game. Um, we looked great on both sides of the ball. Um, third quarter, we didn't look too good. We'll, we'll we'll dive into this a little bit, but uh, here soon. But the third quarter was. Quarter this year, but we bounced back in the fourth. Um, so that was great to see. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to be excited about last game. Uh, a lot of people thought it was a make or break game for our season. Um, if we lost last game, a lot of people had us, you know, going five and seven or whatever. Now people are saying that, that was that was definitely a great game to watch. Great game to be at. Uh, the atmosphere was great. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I agree, and and we kind of alluded to that on the last podcast, uh, the importance of that game, first conference game, home game. You you want to win those when you can. Uh, a team that is, especially now, I mean, poor Tulane, they're one and four. They got to be the best one and four team in the nation. No, absolutely. Uh, tough non-conference schedule, and then just face the uh, the best version to to date of this ECU football team um, yeah. on the road. So um, tough break for them, but. That's not our problem. ECU looked great. Like you said, Mike Houston said it was the first time we've looked like the team that he wants us to be. Um, apparently, there was a, a lot of changes in the, the practice, a lot more physicality that led up to that week, and it seems to have paid off. Um, and and we can, we can yeah, we can jump right in. Let's, let's recap that game. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the performance of the Pirates last week? Man, I really – I was really impressed um, going into that game. I was at the game. Uh, I picked us to win uh, by three. And I was really nervous walking into the stadium, seeing us warm up. Punch them in the mouth. Uh, put up 17 in the first quarter. Uh, I don't even – I can't even remember how many unanswered points it was. But we came out looking good. We were using packages that fit Holton, which was great to see. Um, it was still our offensive scheme, but – we were able to utilize him, you know, to his athletic. Uh, we had Mason Garcia in for a few plays. 
Um, you know, our running backs played well. We just we played all around good football. All I think every position group. Um, I mean, some obviously played better than others, but I don't think anyone really played that bad. Um, so that that was that was really encouraging to see. Um, like you said, uh, apparently on Tuesday and Thursday they really amped it up in practice, um, and it, it showed. I mean, we played really good. Um, yeah. And 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 I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but it was really impressive to me. You know, being in there, coming out after halftime, being up, I believe, thirty-one to seven. Uh, we gave up sixteen. Uh, we lost. And then we came out um, in the in the fourth quarter and put up 21 points. So that that was that was awesome to see because I don't think an ECU team even last week or I guess two weeks ago would have done that. You know, so th- th- yeah. this team, I mean, seemed like they grew a lot in this game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I think we went up 24 nothing. They got that touchdown, and then we immediately answered um, with a touchdown back right before the half. That was the only drive of the game I missed. Like I said last week, I was going to be at a wedding. Timing-wise, it worked out pretty good. Um, the wedding, it was in Winterville. was all ECU people. Um, so, the um, timing-wise, the, the ceremony itself, actually, I only missed the, that last touchdown drive, so I had to go back and rewatch that after. But um, about the time the ceremony wrapped up, the second half was starting, and then I watched the whole thing on my phone. So, I <laughs> 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 had, had a couple of guys gather around me, a couple of other alumni. So, it was, it was good. I was glad I was able to at least watch it. But um, – yeah, I mean, coming in, I was worried. Look, I, I told you, I, you you get props for last week. So far, we're coming in the season a little late, but I'm 0-1 and you're 1-0 in predictions. Um, I just – I needed to see it from our offense to, to believe it. I need to see what we saw in the fourth quarter of the Marshall game um, for the entire game and especially in the first half, and, and I did. And I was very, very happy to be wrong. Um, I love the way our defense played against a really talented quarterback in Pratt. He's young, you know, he's yeah. probably got a, a really bright future in this conference ahead of him. But we, look, we saw what he he's he's dangerous now. We saw it last year. I mean that that kid's good. And yeah. to, to pick him off three times, um to not make mistakes and turn the ball over on offense was huge. Um and just to keep the foot on the gas. With a team like Tulane, I mean it's not surprising at all to see them hang in there, especially with their coach to hang in there to score, come back and score 16 points unanswered in the third quarter. But I think um, the way that we responded in the fourth to really just put the foot on the neck and and shut it down was big. Um, And and yeah, I'm just all around, like you said, obviously we had some really big performers, but I think every position group played well. I think it was all around every, everyone's best performance and to get them all to, you know, you're not going to be perfect every week. We weren't perfect last week. But mm-hmm. to get a good performance out of everyone for the vast majority of a game against a solid opponent, that's that's what Mike Houston wants. He wants us to be the physical team. And, and we were in that. And, look, if we play like that, you know, and, and Houston said it too, you play like that, you got a chance to win every game against everybody. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I think – That's what's I, exciting. Yeah, I mean, if we play like we did last game, and and I'm not saying we are going to play like that every game. And I'm not saying even even saying that I'm not saying we're not going to play good every game going out. But last game was I mean, not a flawless performance, but it it, it was it was a great performance. If we play like that with our remaining schedule, um, you know that's that's nine wins right there. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, but I'm not saying we're going to play like that every week. Um, yeah, and obviously that was a home no, game, home. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean this. The way we played 
um, last week. We, I mean, we're good enough to be ranked if we play like that. Obviously, we if don't we deserve play. to be ranked. I know right what now. you mean. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. But I, know what you I mean, mean the, the yeah. talent's there. The you, it's you know, we're a young team, so it's not going to be like that every week. But the talent's there um, to you know win every win every game you play like that. You win, you, you know, you got a shot to win every game um, against somebody. You know, teams not named Cincinnati. So yeah, uh, yeah. Let's 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 get in. Let's get into it a little bit deeper. Let's really enjoy this win. Uh, yeah. What what position groups? Like we said, everybody played well. What position groups? If you had to pick one or two, really stood out to you about uh from last week? Um, the offensive line really stood out to me. Um, from last week, we had we had five. Our, our our five main guys all graded out pretty well, um, especially. 15 snaps. He, he, he played, played really well, and he's he's been struggling a bit this year. Um, so that was good. Justin Chase, another one. Um, he played 80, he played all 82 snaps at left tackle, and he he had his best performance of the season, oh, especially with the seven. He had a 77.3 pass blocking grade, which we just haven't seen. It. Right. Um. So. He played really good. Fernando Fry looks like a stud at right guard, in my opinion. He's he's been killing it with that position change. I I forgot. I, I'm looking at the uh, the board right now, and I forgot him because he's number one ranked on our team. Uh, Avery Jones. I mean, what a game! What a game! Eighty three point yeah. eight. Um, yeah. Pass blocking yeah. grade. He 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 killed it. Um, and Noah Henderson, obviously, he's he's still I think nursing that injury a little bit, but he played solid too. So the O line really stood out to me. And then obviously the the running backs and the tight ends. I mean, obviously our running backs are always going to be one of our best position groups. But Ryan Jones, um, he he, he played really well. So that, that was that was nice to see. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah I agree with you. Um, I, you got to give a shout out to the offensive line just for the well roundedness. You had you had the big game pro football focus wise. Um, from Avery Jones, but everybody graded out well, and, and yeah. we just haven't seen that to this point. And you know, um, for for them to all be in sync, and it, it's a, I I touched on it last week, but O line is a continuity position, mm-hmm. and for them to be improving, hopefully as the season goes on, you you know that was obviously a big improvement there, and you know in game five, so you, you hope to let see that continue. It's gonna take a lot of pressure off of Holton and it's gonna um do a lot for yeah uh that that running back deal we have because that as you've seen week in and week out with Keaton and and Raji too to give him love he had a good game too yeah um they don't need a lot of space uh you give them a hole and it's you know it's off to the races and you give Raji a hole and he can do a lot of damage inside and outside so yeah um, yeah, big shout out to the offensive line, both in pass protection and and you know especially in pass protection, but also um, with opening up the holes for Keaton and Raji. Um, I am going to shout out the DBs. Yeah, um, obviously they played great. Yeah, I mean Jaquan, we're going to talk about him specifically in a bit, um, but his game was just you know he just continues to be to play like the best defensive back in the nation. Um, and I really, really liked the game, uh, we saw from Malik, Malik yeah. Fleming. Uh, yeah, he, he played, played great. great. Kept the mistakes to, uh, kept the mistakes to a minimum. Um, I don't remember how many tackles he had, um, but he was all over the field. Um, maybe, I don't even remember. Let's see. 
Okay, they targeted, so he was they, in on some tackles. Didn't have a ton of tackles, but he was yeah. he was all over the field. Um, pro Football Focus graded him seventy six, which is re- you know that's really good. Yeah. Um, Jaquan, you saw the game he had, and he was a seventy nine six. So, um, and then and then yeah, Jaru Wilson too. Uh, yeah. All these guys graded out high, and it was it was not, even without the Pro Football Focus grades, you saw it on the field. Um, you know, just just making it really really tough for. Um, Pratt to get anything going and you know defensively uh you know numbers wise you know the d-line might not get as much love because they you know were able to run the ball but they only were able to run the ball because of the lead nine times um yeah and so, and they um and, and we got and we were consistently putting pressure on the quarterback from getting back there so um but yeah i, I want to give i want to give a big shout out to um to our dbs and then um yeah, obviously, if you ha- if we're picking the position groups that stood out, uh, you got it. The backfield's got to be in there. I mean, Keaton was just unbelievable. This is the yeah. best game we've seen from running back since Chris Johnson. So yeah, he's uh, he's he's ridiculous. And it's um, not a it's not a position group, but I want to too. Um, and um, I I said this in the last podcast. Um, I said that I think our offense is as good as Omatosha plays. Um, just because. Without Pro, we need that type of wide receiver. Um, I think yeah. CJ Johnson's great, and I think Snead is great, and even Hatfield. But we, we need a guy like Omotosha who's going to be in there and be consistent. You know, run run good routes, be able to break off and catch passes. And that, yeah. I mean, four receptions for seventy six yards. He had another great catch that uh, he got called for offensive pass interference. But uh, he, I mean, he played great. And, yeah. Uh, and and yeah. what was really what was really nice was uh, we saw. Seven Guys, um, Holden was really throwing the ball around. Uh, we got a lot of guys involved. Um, and, and, and when we're diversifying the attack, uh, we got a scary offense. I mean, we put up 52 points against a pretty good two-lane team. But, yeah, I think Omotosha, his, I think his, if he keeps playing like that, we're going to be really good. Yeah, well, like we said, all he needed to do was um, sure up the hands, and it, mm-hmm. it seems to be finally comfortable in there. Um, you know, he, he's spectacular. And, he's, and he, what I like about him, and I have him um, – Jotted down to talk about in a bit, but we can go ahead and just talk about him now. What I had um, noticed uh, with him is Holton's uh, – and Holton kind of trusts everybody with the 50-50 ball. I mean, he'll throw a 50-50 to Sneed. Yeah. um, But Omotosho's great in in those situations. Yeah, he's gotten called for a couple offensive pass interferences. Um, You know, I I think, you know – a couple of times it's been probably 50 50 and the flag yeah. either way, but that's what you want to see. Look, man, you're, you're not super likely to get called for an offensive pass interference. So if you're playing physical, you know, you go up and you get the ball. Um, if you get called back for an offensive PI, um, that's okay. More often than not, you're not going to get called for that defense. will either get called or it will be a no call. You got to be physical and go up and get the ball. Um, yeah. and he's not the type of guy to, uh, you know, to get bullied and, and you know, risk a, a DB getting a pick on a 50-50 ball. So that's that's also really good for Holton that he's able to, you know, if, if stuff's breaking down, uh, if maybe he's feeling a bit of pressure and his read wasn't there to be able to just toss the ball up downfield to Audie and see if he can make a play. Um, so, yeah, big, big shout-out to him. Great out 73-4 on PFF, but um, played really, really well. Um, and, yeah, and like you said, Holton, we can talk about Holton now. Spread the ball around. That's Yeah. Great. Uh, too many times these past couple of years, and it's kind of gone unnoticed because 
we'll, we sort of tend to praise these games where Snead will have 15 catches or, yeah. you know, Pro would have 15 catches or Zay Jones when he was here would have, you know, and it's – yeah. Yeah, it's fun, but that's not gonna. It, and it didn't often produce winning football, um, because yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard to get points that way when you're just constantly going to, you know, the same read. And so, and you saw it here. I mean, they didn't have an answer for anything. And when they finally thought that they were, you know, had us under wraps, Keaton breaks off an eighty-yard touchdown. I mean, it's just. You know, you're throwing so many darts at the board. Eventually, you're going to get a bullseye, and I think that that's what um, that's what happened for Holton. Really played within himself well. Um, really took advantage of the good O line play. 288 yards, two touchdowns. Didn't try to do too much. Yeah. Um, you know, ran one in for a touchdown too. So three total touchdowns, no turnovers on the day. Took care of the ball, um, and that's that's ideally that's what Mike Houston wants to do. I mean, he wants to run the ball. And uh, get a lot of yards on the ground, not make Holton throw it 50 times a game and, um, you know, let Holton get some easier reads, which he was able to do because they're, you know, having to put so many guys in the box. Holton Holton played his best game of the year so far. Um, And and like you said, he was was really able to limit the mistakes, um, which which was awesome. I mean, if Holton – as athletic as Holton is being a dual threat, if, if he's throwing for 300 yards and, and no interceptions, uh, you know, you know, that's awesome to see. And, and like you said, the two passing touchdowns and he ran one in, um, you know, th- th- this was definitely Holden's best game to date uh, this year. He had an 83 QBR, which is really good. Um, obviously, that's just one game. But if he played like that every game, uh, he'd be sitting at. Right now. So he, he really played really well. Obviously, that's just a one game, super small sample. But, um, you know, it was it was a game where we kind of had our backs against the wall um, and, and he showed up and he, and he is that guy. I mean, we talked about that. Oh, we yeah. talked about that last week. He, Holden's a dog. And, uh, and and he says he doesn't pay attention to social media. Not true. I know he knows. Yeah. You know what some people, well, yeah, you just can't. You can't not see that stuff. And, and I and I know that. um you know, I know, I know he knows uh, that some fans were unhappy with the way he was playing, and, and he, he shut a lot of people up. He really did. Um, yeah. So that was awesome to see. Uh, Holden, Holden really balled out. Yeah. He, he play, yeah, he just played great. Big big game for him. Um, real quick, and we'll touch on it um, before we um, go in-depth a little bit more on, on how some of the guys played. Uh, Mason Garcia, our guy. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you said, we have a ton of respect for Holton. We love Holton, but uh, you and me are firm believers that Garcia is the future of the program. Um, and it seems like they're starting to work him in more. That's what I've been yeah. saying. I, look, man, if Holton if Holton's scoring three touchdowns and not turning the ball over and throwing for three hundred yards a game, you know, and we said this more than likely, Holton's, you know, especially now it seems silly to even question it. But you know, you go back to you take away last week and you you, you know you can say, look, man, you know, maybe by the end of the year we. Houston might go to that switch, you know, Garcia's yeah. Houston boy. Um, so, yeah, no, if, if Holton's playing like that, he's, he's the leader of this team, um, yeah. at, you know, for the, for the season. But you see um, Houston getting a little bit more comfortable with Mason. Um, you know, obviously he just threw the one pass. I think he ran the ball three times, but you're starting to see him come in, uh, you know, fairly frequently on red zone packages. Um, and then they let him throw and he, and, you know, and it was a, it, it, you know, he wasn't even bomb it down the field. You know, obviously, I think we were in the red zone. What were we at the 
15 yeah. or something it was a, like that. When I think it was a 14-yard 14, 14 pass. Okay, yeah. Um, 14 yard but, you touchdown. know, he, look, it was – he he, um, he he you know, he, he came in, he, he executed the play call, and he threw a nice pass. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. it's easy with those passes to uh, – look, I'm, I was watching Zach Wilson, um, you know, on, on Sunday, and it, it's easy when you're kind of – you know, you're looking right and it, it's short range. And I think it, he had the D it was either linebacker or the DB was, you know, a, a couple steps off of it. He, he threw yeah. it on to Jones, right? He threw it to Ryan Jones. Yeah. Ryan Jones. So it might've been a linebacker was a, a few, a, a few feet behind him. Um, and, and he just fit it in there perfectly. I mean, it was a perfect ball um, walk in touchdown for Jones after that catch. And uh, you know, it's just nice to see. A little tidbit, you know, probably won't be yeah. seeing a, a ton, but it was nice to see Mason throw his first touchdown. I believe that was, yeah, because he didn't throw. Yeah, his name he didn't throw any. No, like, yeah, yeah first, he... first passing touchdown um, as a pirate, and it, it was a pretty one, and it was a, you know, it was a meaningful one too. So, um, yeah, super, yeah. super excited for him there. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I mean, that that was a beautiful. You know, not, not, not many, many people, people can throw a football like Mason. Uh, that was that was great. Perfect placement. Um, the moment wasn't too big for him. He's proven that the past two weeks uh, with two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And and that was a tough play. I mean, looking back on it, um, uh, it, it looked like a run pass option. Um, and, and the defense defensive end rotated the backfield field. right away. Mason's rolling out on the run, makes that perfect throw, you know, threw it in a basket. And it was it was a, you know, it resulted in a touchdown. So. I mean that was great. Obviously, it's it's great to see that the moment wasn't too big for him against a good team. And uh, from what everything I've been reading, apparently, just the past two or three weeks with Mason and, and he's killing it. That every everything I've read well, is said that because um, because we kind of saw that. I mean, we know Mason Garcia is a forcer. Like we we know how good he is, but we we saw in the Navy game last year, and I know that was only his fourth or fifth game, uh, you know, yeah, on the team. But but he wasn't comfortable. He didn't seem to really. Be comfortable running our playbook, but uh, but something's clicked. I mean, and yeah. and, and he's he it's a very small sample, but he's looking great. They're trusting him more, and that and that just makes us even better because him and him and Holton are completely different quarterbacks. So to be able to run Mason out there for special packages, I mean, yeah. it, it just yeah, it, it's another level to our attack, and it and it helps a young guy like that too. Yeah, and, and look, um. You you kind of it, it's good to hear that and I and I want to just keep seeing it and keep reading stuff like that. With a young guy like that, he came in. We knew he was a project, you know. Yeah. The the physical talent this kid has is as good as anybody. Um, big kid throws a beautiful ball downfield, can run. Um, you know, he's just got to he had you know you, you got to get comfortable playing at this level. Yeah. Um, and he you know he came in against Navy, wasn't ready. Um, got thrown in, you know, it's kind of a, you know, I don't think he played terrible, but you could tell he, he didn't no, yeah. really know the playbook as well as he, you know, and he was, he was just not really comfortable going through reads and stuff. And, you know, we haven't had a ton of chances to see him do that, but I like the way that they're easing him in. Yeah. Um, I like the way they're using him and he's not just wasting away on the bench and they're using him in, in, you know, putting actual faith in him in, in meaningful possessions. You know, I think it was, uh, I think it was 38 to 23, and it was early in the fourth quarter when he threw that touchdown. So, yeah, you see a 38-23. It doesn't sound like a close game, but it's early in the fourth. And, and keep in mind, I, I believe they had just scored. Um, you know, it was. I think that was the first touchdown after their 16-point run there. So, 
um, on a third down, you bring him in and he rolls out and he, um, I just watched the replay, he threw it off his, threw it off his, it was a rollout pass. Um, I don't think it was an RPO, but it was a rollout pass. He threw it just off his back foot, threw it off of one foot, a beautiful ball. Um, yeah. And yeah, you just like to see it. Uh, you like to see, I want him to develop. And, and like Houston said, he's going to be the quarterback for us one day um, and put a lot of people on notice, but uh, just happy for him. But yeah, I mean, right now it's Holton's team and, yeah. um, and he had a great game and it's nice to see uh, and read that Holton's also Mason's, you know, biggest cheerleader too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's awesome. You know, which, which is not surprising at all. Yeah. Uh, caliber guy he is, but let's, let's um, switch to the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about, the guy in defense who was the best player on the field um, and seems to be just developing into a stud um, that's going to play at the next level. Jaquan McMillan, um, my goodness. Uh, he just, I mean, he's just, he's got a knack for, for taking the ball away. And, and not only that, the way he played some of those screens, the way he was, you know, um, I think he had four, he had four tackles, uh, one and a half tackles for loss. Um, and, uh, he, he just played another heck of a game. I mean, yeah. And another interception. What's he got? How many does he have on the year now? Has he got three on the year now? Well, it's uh, four. I think he's got, four? he's got four. Wow. He's got four. So, I mean, just the leader of the defense and, and a young kid that's just gets better every single time he gets on the field. And my goodness, is it nice to have an elite cornerback in college football? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the pro football focus grade says it all. Jaquan McMillan's the best quarterback in, or cornerback in the country. I've never seen him play quarterback, but as good as he is, I'm sure he could do it. <laughs> um, you know, he leads the country in interceptions. He's he's on his way uh, to the league. Uh, yeah. Is that, is that good? Don't, don't the only knock that I've seen on him at all from, from people, and this isn't a, from a college perspective, but uh, from an NFL perspective, the only people, thing people can say um, about him is that he's a bit undersized. But the uh, the American, you know, has a ton of big wide receivers, and he seems to do just fine against them. So yeah, um, it's it's really he's a really special player. Um, he, he's so good, and he, he really, you know, I, I don't know why teams continue to throw his way. I don't think any of us do, but um, I hope they keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. haven't, they haven't le- they haven't learned yet. So um, I mean, if you're yeah, a quarterback going up against ECU and the, that young D line continues to play well. And and Fleming has a game like he did last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jake. I mean, what do you do? What do you yeah, do? Yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah, they um, only targeted Malik Fleming like his way four times, and he, he gave up one reception. So, um, yeah. if those if those two guys are playing like they did last, because we talked about this about- a little bit earlier, Michael Pratt. I mean, he's a, he's a great quarterback. He's really good. Yeah, and and he had only thrown two interceptions on the year, I believe, and then he threw three last game against us. So, um, yeah, that was awesome. Our defensive backs really played great, but especially our corners. That was, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, just looking um, looking over here. I'm on ESPN right now, and I believe that um, so he Jaquan's tied for first in the country with picks, and he's and he is first in passes deflected in the yeah. country. Um, so, I mean, man, and he's got 22 solo tackles too. I mean, he's just all over the field. Yeah, he's, um, he's so good. He's so good. He's a stud. He's a stud. And um, t- switching, I'm, I'm not switching gears too much here, but I, I, I didn't say this earlier. So talking about the best players in the country, Keaton Mitchell's running himself into the Heisman conversation. Um, he, it, he's if, if, if we're, if we're being honest, uh, 
in the country in rushing yards. But everyone in the top five has over 90 carries, and he has 60. And he's second in FBS in yards per carry. Um, and, and that's playing against some good defenses, too. Uh, yeah. You know, Keaton, Keaton's special. He's, he's so good. If he keeps playing he's like very, this, he's, he's – he's, 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 If he keeps playing like this, he's definitely going to be in the conversation. Now, it's usually a quarterback's award. I'm not saying he's – I don't yeah. think he's going to win the Heisman, especially yeah. coming from, from ECU the way we've been the past few years. But yeah. Um, but I know. I mean, he, he, he's he's been playing like one of the best running backs in the country, if, yeah, if, if, if he not keeps the it best. Up credential wise, he'll be right there with those yeah. guys. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic. I'd love to see it just build. I, I'm I'm waiting because I have a feeling that a huge Roger Harris game is is gonna, yeah is going to and come. and that and that's another thing. Some of the some of they the people on the so well. Well, some of the people on the Hoist of Colors VIP board are uh, they're hating on Raji right now because. One, because Keaton's playing out of his mind. Two, I guess you know yards per carry or whatever. You know, he 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 hasn't impressed as much as he did last year, but that's not on him. Um, a lot of that yeah, was they, just the yeah. holes not being there, and th- there's they a play reason. Different roles too. Yeah, they do play different roles, and and there to all those people, I want to say that there's a reason that as a true. Yeah, the running back of the year in the American Conference. I mean, he he's he's super good. They like you said, they complement each other. But um, I'm not I'm not here for any Raji Harris slander. That that guy's yeah. the real deal. He's just yeah. as good. He's just as good as Keaton. I mean, they're both yeah. ridiculous, and and they're, and they're yeah. both going to be. I'll say that right now. There's no way they're both awesome. not. Yeah. Well, they yeah. keep uh, they keep playing like they are, especially Keaton. I mean, my goodness. yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, he's fast. He's so fast. One cut, yeah. he's a dream. Tell me Shanahan would that? I mean, you tell me he's not the ideal Shanahan running back for that for that he's, Shanahan he's so offense. My goodness. Um, but yeah, okay. So we can we can shift a little bit now. Um, real quick, we we've praised the O line. Let's move to uh, Ryan Jones, and then. We'll, we'll talk about him because we got to give him a little bit of props. We've touched on it, and then we'll we'll jump into the UF, uh, UCF breakdown. Um, Ryan Jones, I look. You and me both like Shane Calhoun, but yeah. I had you know I had been I had been mentioning it and saying, and and you heard Mike Houston say. I think it was Mike Houston said he's the most athletic guy on the team. Yeah. Um, a guy like that with the talent that he has, you knew he's switching positions, so it can take a bit. But you knew once he gets acclimated and gets settled in, he can be special and. I mean, goodness gracious, man! He they can't bring him down. Once he's got no. the ball in his hands, you can't you can't bring him down. He, he yeah, just, he's, he's he's just faster than faster than the linebackers, and he's too he's too tough for the DBs to take down. I mean, I I that it, if he's able to develop and, and we're able to make him an integral part of the offense for Holton, I mean, that would be Holton's dream. Yeah, just have that safety blanket. I mean, you already absolutely Holton. I mean, the yeah the play style of Holton um, with a good. With a good tight end, Holton's just so much better. Um, and and not, that's not saying Shane Calhoun's not a good tight end. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't hurt. We saw it Yeah. But Ryan Jones, like you said, best athlete on the team. Four-star DN coming out of high school. Went to play at Oklahoma. Transferred to ECU because he wanted to be closer to home and wanted somewhere where he could play offense. And, and he, he really shined last game. He had one drop, I believe, uh, and a beautiful touchdown catch. Um yeah, if he's playing like that every week, we're we're a scary team. I mean, like we like we said earlier, we're, I feel like we've been you know saying this about a ton of people. Everyone just played so well, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, like, I know everyone I like just played so well. Like yeah, literally, yeah, we, it's it's crazy. 
the team you can tell that they're playing pissed off. Um, and, and, and that shows with some of the hits we had on defense too. I mean, there was two or three times oh, yeah. where they had to stop the game because we literally knocked the wind out of the two lane players, especially um, want to give them a little bit of a shout out. I, I don't know if you plan to talk about him later, but Gerard. Yeah. A lot last game. He, uh, yeah. Goodness gracious. I'm, su- I'm, a, I'm a bit surprised um, by his PFF grade. It wasn't horrible. It was a 60.2. I think that was a bit because his, uh, well, his coverage grade is a 62.3. Um, he gave up four receptions um, out of five targets. So that's obviously. Yeah. That probably sunk it. I, 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 I think he's one of those. those Outliers. Is, I think I think he's one of those outliers where he played better than his PFF grade. Um, he, he played great, and um, it, it was it was awesome to see. I, I saw I saw some people talking about us not playing Wilk much because Wilk only played four. Uh, y'all, you you know, and the people who are listening know how much I like Tegan Wilk. But um, I saw Igo say to a comment someone w- was talking about our dub chart that we released this week. And he was like, it's not a problem to have three great players at one position, you know? So yeah, everything, everything seems to be coming along, but yeah, Stringer coming. Uh, he really, really showed out in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I, if we, I mean, if you can, you can just add another one of those guys that flies around and finds the ball to your defense, I mean, it just yeah. makes you so much more difficult to deal with, especially when you've already got to deal with the secondary that we have. So, But, all right, let's move on. Put last week away. It's about time. I, I'm still not over it, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to um, focus on UCF. And how could you not feel good um, coming into this one? Very different feeling than I had going into the two-lane game coming off of the Charleston Southern. Um, a big opportunity to um, – pile onto our momentum and, and um, a, a big opportunity to take advantage of a team that does not have momentum with them right now. Um, yeah. How has, and it's been, it was one game, but how did um, UCF look to you against Navy without Gabriel from what you saw, what you read? Um, you know, I didn't have time to watch the whole game. I watched yeah. um, some highlights in red and I looked over the stats, but. Yeah, um, I watched a little bit of the game. Um, I, re- I read over it, obviously. You said it didn't look good. Uh, it didn't look good. It's, it's not easy to go. I mean, I know Navy's been bad, but it's not easy to go um, to Navy and play. But that's a game that UCF should not struggle with. Um, and, and to give up 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, um, that's, that's just – Yeah, it's demoralizing. Um, you know, well, UCF, obviously, obviously – you know, Dylan Gabriel getting out for the season, getting injured and being out for the season is is tough, really tough to deal with. Because Dylan Gabriel, in my opinion, is one of the best quarterbacks in college football, and um, it's 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 especially hard to replace him with a freshman. Um, but I mean, you're the second best team in the conference. Uh, you 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 can't lose that game. The good, the really good teams find a way to win that game, and I think it was a bit telling uh, that UCF just couldn't couldn't do it. Um, well, what, what, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm surprised with how Navy has played to this point. Yeah. Um, and, and I know it, the defense had looked good until that fourth quarter, but all in all that they gave up 34 points to Navy. And I was also surprised that, um, they were only able to put up 30 points. Um, yeah. look, I mean the, the, the QB they're playing Mikey Keene, 
um, you know, he didn't have a great game. He, he didn't, he, you know, wasn't asked to do a lot early on. Uh, he threw for 178 yards on 26 attempts, uh, complete 16 passes, just under seven yards, um, you know, a throw or a completion, two, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, and, and both touchdowns, obviously to Brandon Johnson, but, yeah. um, just surprised that they weren't able to do a little bit more. Navy's defense hasn't exactly um, set the world on fire, uh, you know, early on. I know that um, with Coach Ken, those guys, you know, even with a slow start, um, you know, they they can always come and show up and put up a fight. Uh, you know, we know that. Yeah. Um, and we know that the triple option can wear you down. But I was just, yeah, I was surprised at how much it, it did um, – where UCF down at the end and how they just let that game slip through their fingers. Um, that's going to be a tough one to come back and, uh, you know, and bounce back from. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're going to need, they're going to need um, better play going forward um, from the QB position if they want to be competitive um, against the better teams, you know. So, yeah, I mean, but, but from our perspective, I think you're looking at this game a lot differently than you were at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. You're looking at this as a team that's um, just lost a bad one. They're two and two. Um, just lost a bad one to Navy, which Navy has just not been, you know, who knows how the season will end, but they have not been a good team to this point. Navy only threw the ball four times. I know they run the yeah. triple option, but they usually throw the ball more than that. And, um, you know, they basically essentially just didn't, there was no, you know, no no offense through the air whatsoever they just warm down with the run game and, and and beat them late and that's you know especially demoralizing and i think that if you're ecu you're looking at that and saying you know if our offense plays builds off the momentum and plays like we did last week we're gonna score points yeah um, and our defense has been you know really solid um ucf's offense is probably trying to figure out their identity now without gabriel and I think you just got a really good chance to go in there and go win on the road. Um, you know, I think that they still – look, UCF's still a good team. They do – their defense is good. Um, our line is going to have to – is going to have to play well. Um, and, you know, and UCF can run the ball. And uh, they get a lot of different pe- – they get the ball in a lot of different people's hands, get a lot of guys involved. Brandon Johnson's fantastic. But, yeah, he's, um, he's elite. you know, so it's going to take – you know, I, I – I know some people are going to get a little overly excited thinking that, you know, you know, we, we're all, we're a lot coming off of last week. This is still a really good team, um, yeah. but there are a couple of things swinging in our favor going into this week. I think momentum being one and, and UCF just trying to find that identity on offense now. Um, so, yeah. Um, what are, what are some of the guys on UCF that you think that uh, uh, Houston is going to be game planning for? Um, so obviously, uh, they're starting running back Isaiah Bowser. Um, he didn't play against Navy due to injury. Um, he's listed on the depth chart, but I'm not sure if he's actually going to play. I know releasing the depth chart is a lot of mind games. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he plays, he's somebody you definitely have to get. Uh, Brandon Johnson, like you said, he scored at least one touchdown in every game uh, that he's played uh, so far at this point. So he's really good. Their, their wide receiver room as a whole, I mean, Ryan O'Keefe as well, he's been really good. Jalen Robinson, too, but Jalen Robinson also didn't play against Navy, um, and there's doubts that 
uh, he's not going to play against us. So um, that would be awesome <laughs> if they were missing both Jalen Robinson uh, and Isaiah Bowser. But um, those are people, if they're, if they're wide receivers, if I mean, you got a game plan for all of them. They're an elite offense. They put up points on everybody. And then their offensive line, it's really good. But especially Sam Jackson and Cole Schneider. Uh, Sam Jackson, 6'6", 330 pounds. And Cole Schneider, 6'4", 315. And he's been an all-conference performer for three years in a row. So those guys, um, they're going to make it tough to get to the quarterback. Um, but, you know, every game, I think they played pretty – we didn't really touch on them too much, but I think they played solid last game. Um, and and th- those guys are going to make it tough, but we're going to need to get past those guys, um, you know, make this game a bit ugly in the bounce house. And then also Bryson Armstrong, uh, their linebacker, he leads the team with four. So, all, all those guys, I mean, but the real, th- those guys, especially, but the reality of it is kind of like you said, that U- UCF's a really good team. So, um, I mean, kind of every, you know, <laughs> we, we got to be ready for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think our offensive line has to build off of their performance last week. Um, and I think that, uh, if they can, then Keaton and Raji, they'll get theirs. Holton's got to protect the ball and, and be yeah. decisive again like he was last week. I mean, we really got to play well. I mean, I, I know that they're, they're a banged-up team with a first-year head coach, but they, they got a good coach. They played, um, you know, well before the injuries, and um, they could get some guys back. Um, yeah, we, we got to just go in with the mentality that this is, you know, this is an elite football team. And we, we've got to perform and execute to, to get the win on all phases. Um, that being said, um, I, I, I like the way we match up. I like the way we match up um, with them on defense um, based on them just having a, a, a young guy coming in and playing quarterback. I know they got great receivers, but, it, you know, that doesn't mean anything if Mikey Keene doesn't play well. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's going to be facing a, a tough secondary. Um you know, we'll see how the if Bowser plays or not. Um, you know, that's one thing that our um, front is going to have to prove that they can, you know, they can shut down a, a run game um, or at least minimize it because there's no doubt, regardless of who, if Bowser plays or not, that they're going to try and run the ball. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, I like the, I like the way we match up there. Um, and I offensively, yeah, I mean, it, we're going to we got to we got to score points. We, we can't we can't have a bunch of three and outs. We can't show up um, and and just have drives continuously stall and, and just wait until late in the game to get going offensively. Um, but I, I do think that um, we're an energized team right now coming off of the biggest win since Mike Houston's been here, um, the, you know, the best performance wise. Um, and I think that we, you know, we got a real chance to, to get, get big momentum going. I know we, we've won three games straight. Um, it hasn't been perfect, but you know, three wins in a row, three wins in a row. And, you know, you gotta, you you got momentum on your side against a team that's, that's kind of down right now. So I think we got as good a chance as ever to, to go in there and win this game. Do you know what the odds were? I didn't check the odds when they opened. I I know we're underdogs, but. Are you talking about like the, uh. The um, yeah, we like I, we're we're we're, we're, ten, we're we're ten point underdogs. Ten point underdogs. And, uh, and ESPN has us. They have they have UCF having an eighty point nine percent chance to win the game. 
with wow. it. I'm a little surprised by that. I, yeah, but that's that's, that's like some surprised by I, that's like that's like a formula thing. So I I don't think that I mean I'm I don't think they're fully accounting for Dylan Gabriel being out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's 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 what we're looking at. So apparently ECU has a 19% chance to win the game, and we're 10 point underdogs, which I believe home you you'd know more about this than I would, but I believe home teams get a four point like swing regardless. So I think we're actually six point underdogs. I'm not exactly okay. sure how that works. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and I mean they do have a home field advantage. I mean that that you know. That's a tough place to go play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Mike Houston said it earlier this week, you know, there's even what's even better than winning a big game at home and, and singing the fight song with the band is, is going into hostile territory and, and winning and just hearing silence. Um, you know, it's, it's even better. So I, I think he'll have the guys jacked up and ready. I don't think that we're going to um, – I don't think we're going to come out flat in this one. Uh, yeah, I just think the guys are going to be really energized. It's going to be – we're going to have to keep the penalties to a minimum. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to hear, you know. You're, we're going to have to really be um, on our game and execute, and everybody's going to have to be sharp. But uh, if we play like we did last week, which is still a big if, but if we play like we did last week, I see us winning this game. I really do. Yeah. Um, you have a score prediction for that? It's this is I'm this is so daggone tough for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's tough because I on one hand, uh, if you're if you're objectively just looking at it, UCF's roster is still really good, and yeah. I still am. I I still do want to see our offense put up a multiple, and they got a shot to, but put up multiple good performances in a row. Um, yeah, I would feel a lot better picking ECU if UCF was maybe two games down the road, and I saw good performances from our offenses back to back. I think it's going to be close. It's really going to come down to what type of game we play. I think we we can win. I think we kind of know what UCF is going to do. They're going to run the ball. They're going to try and you know rely on on defense and run game uh, to win, and and just hope that we make mistakes. Um, but I don't know. I keep jumping back and forth. Um, but I think I didn't last week, and this could make me go zero and two in our predictions. But um, I think I might go ECU in this one. I really do. I think I might yeah. go ECU. Um, I, I might. I, I might. I, I just. I don't know how. I don't know if they're gonna. If UCF's gonna be able to score a lot of points. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, UCF UCF um, 24 um, ECU 28 that's what I'm going to do oh, oh, man. So that's, and that's, that's hard not, that's not your typical UCF ECU game uh, I know. 28-24 but no I completely I mean everything you said I agree with about UCF uh, not being able to put up more points against Navy is really alarming because Navy just right now does not have a good football. Um, originally, earlier in the week, uh, my prediction was UCF 38, ECU 31. I had us lose in a, by a touchdown. Um, try not to get emotional about the last one. I know UCF's a super talented team, um, and that's just what I had it at. Um, 
but ECU uh, loves being the hunted instead of the hunter. Um, I think UCF, um, you know, uh, loves being the hunter instead of the hunted. Th- yeah, that's that's what I meant. You know, you know what you know what I meant. Yeah, I um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and what really changed it for me? Changed my prediction. Uh, have, have you seen, seen what Cam Good said? The UCF defensive yeah. lineman. Yeah, Guar- guarantee, guaranteeing a win um, against ECU. That's this crazy. is that uh that that changed it for me because um, I know that that's been on the bulletin board all week. Um, so I th- I think we're gonna go in. I th- obviously really hard to go win inside the bounce house. Um, it's gonna be a packed stadium, but um, I think I think we're gonna go in and take care of business. I think this. I think we really turned a turned a corner last week. Um, and I'm just flipping my prediction. I think that we put up 31, and I think we hold UCF to – or 38, and we hold UCF to 31. So 38-31 ECU, seven-point favorite. If you got any extra money, go put it on the game. Woo. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if UCF comes out and beats us. I think it'll be a good game regardless. But, um, you know, with Dylan Gabriel being out and their questions with their, you know, impact, uh, I just like the way we match up. Like you said, I mean, th- this is a game. If Holton limits the mistakes, our defense is going to make it hard for them to score, especially with the freshman quarterback. And and I just like the way we match up. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, both of us going ECU. Both of us taking the underdogs. Y'all know that, look, I picked Tulane to win last week. I'm trying not to be a homer, but I just feel good about it. I've been thinking about it all week, and I just – yeah. I feel good about it. I feel like we really got a shot here. Still going to be yeah. tough. Definitely not a sure thing. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to, you want to, you want to take it away, man. Uh, should be posted. This should be coming out uh, Friday. Uh, we're recording it right now, Thursday. We're a little late going forward. We're going to try and get them out at the latest on Wednesday. So have it recorded. Um, we do this at night. So have it recorded uh, either Monday or Tuesday nights and, and get them out a little earlier. Um, yeah. But uh, didn't work out that way this week, but yeah, so it should be out tomorrow. I'll try to get it out as early as we can. Um, but yeah, man, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like Josh said, we're going to try to get these out a bit earlier. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying it. This is our second episode so far and I, I'm sure having a lot of fun. I mean, me and Josh football for hours every week. So we figure we might as well, you know, make it into a podcast and, and, and we, we care about it a lot. Um, we like to think that um, we're pretty knowledgeable about it. So it's, it's fun to have this um, podcast and be able to talk about it and, and put it out there for if anyone else wants to listen. So made it this far. Appreciate you listening. Um, we'll see you next week after a, a big pirate win in the bounce house. So um, that's all we got. Roll Pirates. <laughs>